You're listening to Once, episode 284, Ill-Boding Patterns, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron. And we just finished watching this episode, Ill Boating Patterns. These are our initial reactions, so we might be a bit all over the place. Just like the storyline is and <laughs> Bay's abhorrence of magic. I just learned that this episode was called Ill Boating Patterns when you said it. And I was like, this was kind of an ill boating episode. (laughs) Yeah, this is one where they definitely, well, I'm going to let the audience of our podcast say it for us. Hashtag hire the nerd. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I have quite a few quotes from the the chat room. One is that they ruined Bay. One is uh, from Josh. Uh, Manic said they forgot to hire the nerd. And um, there seemed to be some disappointment. Yeah, I, I, I don't like just resetting a character with a forgetting potion. Jeremy had some good thoughts on this. Now he will be in our upcoming full discussion, which for this particular week only will be on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, oncepodcast.com slash live, instead of the normal Wednesday night. So if you plan your life around our podcast schedule, make sure you adjust your life accordingly. So I'll not steal <laughs> Jeremy's thunder on what he has to say about this. But I'm sure if Jared, one of our listeners, could be here to say something about this episode in the podcast with us, he would say this. Hashtag hire the nerd. <laughs> Okay, that's the that's all I'm going to use of those because I only have two so far. Unless you want to send in your own recording of saying hashtag hire the nerd or any other thing that you want to send in to be a producer of the podcast with us. Now I'm also seeing uh, in the chat room right now a lot of others saying disappointing uh, episode. Jacqueline said she screamed loudly and violently <laughs> about this episode. I think if you were to take the bay part out of this episode what would you think of it then it was okay i did actually enjoy the gideon dark one storyline in storybrook i wasn't as big of a fan of the robin regina woes that were happening but they were okay they do follow kind of what's happening this season but they they're just kept being a flashback separating all of the things that were okay about the episode. And just from the very beginning, I said, oh, I don't think this works in the timeline. And then I kind of figured out by the end that it maybe does. But even them starting at the first Ogre's War was very confusing for me at first. And then they kind of placed it by the end. Yeah, they seem to be going back a lot and changing some very key assumptions that we had like that bay would never have used the dagger for darkness to control his dad right 
that's, I think that one thing, actually, even the flashbacks, I, I'm okay with the flashbacks. I liked the flashbacks, except for that thing. And it seems that, uh, as Ash says in the chat room, she's grumbling in, in agreement with this. But that, that one scene of Bay using the dagger seems so totally uncharacteristic of him. The other stuff about what happened in the flashbacks, I think, fits in nicely with the timeline. And I don't remember exactly what episode it was. Maybe someone in the chat room can clarify or we'll have it in our upcoming full discussions. But at some point, someone said something about when Rumpelstiltskin stepped onto the battlefield and defeated all of the ogres. So I thought it was really cool that we got to see that moment in history. That is true. I'm recalling that now. And I didn't, like I said, once the timeline made sense to me, it it wasn't, that that wasn't a problem anymore. I, I do like how they kind of explained the sword. And then also I was super disappointed with the present day, how they killed Blue Fairy. Maybe. Oh. Is she dead? <laughs> Is she? Or did they just cut her shadow? I mean, cut her magic from her. <laughs> Snuff out the light? I mean, take her magic away with two drops of blood? <laughs> yeah. Did and if they it just was go... that easy... <laughs> if it was that easy to kill Blue Fairy, who is, in theory, the most powerful good magic being, um, wouldn't Rumple have done it like 200 or 300 years ago? Yeah, you Hashtag think so. just wondering. <laughs> But here it seemed like he was actually, well, at first it seemed like he was protecting her until he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do it. I'll do it. So I guess he's happy about this. But then again, by bringing the blue fairy to Rumple Shop and, and telling Belle about what happened makes it kind of seem like Rumple didn't really want to do this and he wants to save the blue fairy. So I don't think the blue fairy is actually dead. She's just magicless. She's just actually Mother Superior now. Right. And the <laughs> rule Gorum, or the original magic, as she was once called in season one, apparently maybe no longer has magic. Bummer. Nonetheless, I, I want to go back and trace the history of that sword. So we know it's the sword that Emma used uh, in the fight with Gideon, and it was the sword in her visions. I don't quite remember where this specific sword came from. Like, was it always Emma's sword? I know at one point, Rumpel gave Emma David's sword, and that's the sword that Emma used to defeat the Maleficent dragon back in season one. Uh, But then presumably that sword went back to David. So where did this sword come from? I want to go back and trace that. So if you listening right now, you know the history of this particular sword and you want to just give us a shortcut and get the credit for it, then please email us. (laughs) The contact information is in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 284. And we'd love to give you the credit and not do the work ourselves. I mean, we'd love to give you the credit. (laughs) What do you think of this protection spell? It's the other thing. That I'm not sure of the history of. I'm not sure of the history, but I think that I know the recipe to break it. And I came up with this specifically with Jeremy in mind. Mm-hmm. And that is we need to get some squidding. <laughs> uh-huh. We need to mix it with blood magic. But the blood had to be taken in the burning red room. Just sprinkle a little of that on the town line and I think we're good to go. 
Oh. I've the timeline's <laughs> been under so many protection spells. I can't keep them straight. I know even in the chat room there was confusion about when this line, like this particular spell, came. I think the town's always going to be under protection, so much as it's a magical town in a non-magical world. Yeah, the protection spell was up long enough at some point in order for Dopey to leave the show and go off to college. <laughs> uh, and then maybe others could come and go, or maybe they didn't. Maybe Dopey was the only one to leave. But now we've got this new one. Maybe it was the Evil Queen. That would kind of make sense if she was the one to put it on. Uh, so if you listening right now know where <laughs> the this particular protection spell came from, let us know. I was under the assumption that there wasn't a protection spell. But now we have yet another protection spell. We've had more protection spells on this town than Emma has had dead boyfriends. So it's a big number. Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts my heart. We've already said the G word once tonight on the podcast. I'm not saying it. I just (laughs) referenced him. Oh, sad day. But it's true. But you know who lifts up our day and makes it a wonderful day? Who can make the sun shine and who can paint the rainbow (laughs) and all kinds of other fun metaphors from a a really weird movie? But who can give us happiness and give us fizzy lifting drink? It's our wonderful heroes for this episode of the podcast. And I'd like to thank Lisa Slack and our 23 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. We could not do this without you. The podcast does cost to host, and we're providing this value to you, helping you to enjoy the TV show, providing a discussion outlet for you. Maybe we're the only people who understand you and your obsession (laughs) with this TV show. And if that's the case and you feel like we add extra value to your life, then would you consider giving back a little bit of value too? And it's whatever you feel the podcast is worth to you. That could be a dollar per month. That could be more. It's up to you. Please check out your options over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. I have a tidbit to share about Gideon and its relationship or the relationship of that name to Charmed. And I know I always bring Charmed up, but I feel like the three listeners who also watch Charmed will be very disappointed (laughs) If I don't tell you this, in I think it was season five of Charmed, Gideon was actually one of the main, he was like the big bad, um, only we didn't know. And it was because he was kind of a good guy who was going to take a really bad action to prevent a big bad from kind of becoming a big bad, if that was ambiguous enough for anybody who hasn't watched the show. But it's kind of the exact same storyline, only in the context of the show. And um, I just want to say, I'm very confused about what Rumple is doing and whether he's on the side of good or bad now. It seems like he's really still taking these dark actions to save Gideon, which would in turn save Emma. But the wrong thing for the right reasons is still the wrong thing. So I think... It's just, it's always such an interesting moral compass that they use on this show. Yeah, and I'm not so sure he's necessarily saving Emma as much as he's simply trying to prevent his son from committing a murder and giving in to the dark side. Right. Like the the byproduct of that would be saving Emma. Right. 
which is not necessarily his concern, but. <laughs> yeah, his role in this is confusing. And other than the fact that he wants to prevent his son from going to the dark side because of this retcon with Bay actually having gone to the dark side until he forgot about it. <clears throat> yeah, right. <clears throat> but that aside, Rumpel wants to see the dark fairy defeated, his mother. <laughs> yes. And uh, she certainly deserves to be taken out of power if she is torturing little boys and and just causing all of this harm and abuse. But the dark fairy is also trapped in the dark realm, which is, okay, odd. I don't know why she's trapped there, but she was able to come before. And maybe it's she can only travel away from the dark realm when a baby is involved, like we saw in a previous episode of Once Upon a Time. And if she's trapped there, how did she get Gideon? Like, did Blue Fairy bring him to the Dark Realm? That wouldn't make a lot of sense. I doubt that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Blue Fairy did something that trapped the Dark Fairy in the Dark Realm. Or whatever curse is affecting Storybrooke now is also affecting the Dark Realm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, let's go with that. That sounds like the most likely explanation. (laughs) Really, it does. And the evil queen is back. What do you think of that? To be honest, I had forgotten what happened to the evil queen. (laughs) I had to ask the chat room like 10 minutes before the episode ended. Yeah, that was really, I'm surprised that Robin didn't die from being bit by the snake. Cobras are very poisonous, but maybe not magical cobras. Yeah, we had to have some closure with her character, I guess. And I always love hearing that evil queen theme music. Yeah. And now that she's back, it makes me wonder, does she just simply want to leave or does she want to cause everyone still to tear themselves apart? Because that's <laughs> I'm her wondering thing. if you were going to get that in here. <laughs> and, but one thing for sure is, as Manic mentioned it, the evil queen was hysterical. <laughs> Thank you, Manic. So Zelina and the Evil Queen and Wish Robin all seem to want to leave or, well, wait, did the Evil Queen say she wants to leave? No, she doesn't want to leave. She doesn't think Robin needs to leave. Okay, I got that wrong. Robin wants to stay. Robin wanted to leave. Evil Queen (laughs) thinks he would be fine to stay because she has some kind of evil up her sleeve. Well, she'll just give him a new tour of Storybrooke with all the different attractions that he's maybe looking for (laughs) all the banks to rob all the lasagna to eat the (laughs) woods to live (laughs) gives it some extra kick yeah that whole storyline is confusing at best i don't know what the purpose of bringing robin back was if they're just gonna kind of make him into another villain I, i don't know i'm not enjoying that part Either I did like the idea that him and Zelina were going to run off together because it seems like they're actually MFEO made for each other Yeah, because of them both still having this sort of evil streak. And it's kind of his baby. So they could go make a very nice life for themselves outside of Storybrooke. And I wouldn't be heartbroken to see any of them leave. Well, Zelina seemed like she would turn good. 
and was turning good because she was doing all of those wonderful things and not dark things like simply staying at home and taking care of her baby. And that, you know, that's evil in its purest form. And, and no, I'm kidding. She <laughs> she just seemed like she wasn't necessarily going on with all of the evil queen stuff completely. And so it had me hoping that she is just going to be a great mother and be on the good guy side. I don't really know where she is anymore with any of this. She does seem very protective of the baby, which is definitely a quality that you would look for in a good mother. Yeah. So she does have that going for her. Speaking of qualities you look for, honesty (laughs) is a good one to look for in someone who's going to ask you to marry them. And I really appreciate what Hook was thinking here in the beginning, I mean, besides the getting drunk part, but in the beginning with saying he knows he could go to the grave with this secret. But he wants to tell Emma. That's extremely admirable. And uh, I, in our upcoming full discussions, I will tell a short story of some way I can actually completely relate with that. Uh, something very personal from my life that uh, will add a little more insight. But I'll save that for the full discussion. Um, but so he was right there to tell Emma to be completely honest, as hard as it was. And Emma, don't. Okay, girls. When you know the question is coming, don't spoil it. Let the guy think you're going to be surprised, even if you're not going to be. Just just let him have his moment, his, his moment he planned for this, because it's his moment, his moment, his moments. It's his moment. It's even better than Friday. So make sure you don't spoil the surprise. But Emma did. In Hook's defense with the drinking, I mean... He did call Archie's office for an appointment, but there was no opening, and the bottle had an opening. Um, my highlight of this episode is probably the exchange between Archie and Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it made me laugh, and then it was a great like sentiment uh, that Archie provided about how Hook has changed. And then my my thing was like why would hook need to be drunk to propose to emma and maybe that should have like sent off her you know superpower or just her normal power just her like logic of common sense <laughs> but it wasn't working um, because she was so deeply emotionally involved in this once she found the diamond ring it's true and she was i was wondering if we were even going to see jennifer morrison in tonight's episode cuz we yeah. didn't see josh dallas or jennifer goodwin and I don't know where baby Snow Neil and is. and <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, they seem, I, I don't know. Can Hook now tell her? It's uh, such a hard place for him to be in. It is uh, extremely hard. And I can relate to that. I'll tell that story in our full discussion. <laughs> uh, and she said yes. And it really beautiful, all of that. And seeing you know that yes he finally put a ring on it (laughs) but at the same time there's now this secret i think that ultimately it's we're gonna get so worked up about it well maybe not we but hook will get worked up and worried about it when it will end up not being a thing or maybe someone will die and then it ends up not being as important (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 
it it does frustrate me a little bit constantly in the show that things like this come up and that every character is so concerned that it's going to be the one thing like the straw that breaks the camel's back when clearly like Emma's besties with Regina who slaughtered whole towns and I know that this one is a little bit more personal but Regina also killed Graham yeah. and Emma the first person that Emma ever trusted in at least a decade of her life. And um, Emma has has forgiven her for that and has helped her. And even like what Regina did to Snow and now they're having tea and having love advice at the table. So it's it's a little frustrating that every character kind of reverts back to that, like, this is going to be the one, this is going to be the thing that makes them abandon me or not stand with me or not love me anymore. Yeah. So there's, I think there's a lot more to unpack with this episode, which we will get to in our upcoming full discussions. Make sure you send us your feedback early this week because we'll be recording on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time over at onespodcast.com slash live, and that'll be on March 21st. So send that feedback to us through the website or email or call it in. All of the contact information is on the website at onespodcast.com slash 284 And we'd love to incorporate your feedback into our upcoming full discussions, including your insight into some of the backstory of the sword, the uh, this new protection spell on the town and some of these other things that would be great to understand a little bit more. So send that feedback to us and we'll try to use it when we can. And we hope you'll join us for upcoming full discussion on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, March 21st over at oncepodcast.com slash live. In the meantime, please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast, and I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. I hope you got to enjoy our recent review of Beauty and the Beast. If you haven't heard it yet, then go back one episode and listen to it then. And I hope you'll join us for our upcoming full discussion. And until then, remember, we're the only thing standing between those monsters and our home. So thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be a handsome hero too, or beautiful hero, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.